Welcome, and thank you for joining us at Gallery Church Downtown. Our gathering is about to begin. Please say hello in the comments or connect with us through email at connect at gcbdowntown.com. Take a minute to grab your Bible and open the notes section in our church app to follow along during the teaching. You will also need to have your communion supplies ready for the end of the gathering. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. My name is Andre Farrell, and I'm just here to welcome you all today. Welcome to Gallery. I know we have a few new faces here, and so I pray that you are indeed welcomed into this place of worship, and we are just excited for you all to be here with us today. Um, we don't we have a little worship, but we're just going to go jump right into the service, and I have a couple of announcements that I would like to share with you. Um, first, um, for those who have the app, and we'll be pushing the app, um, you should have received a push notice about um, facilities, and so we are, have, there's a public, um, something going on with Baltimore City Sewage, and it's impacting this building. And so if you are in need of restroom facilities, we are asking that everyone please go downstairs across the courtyard and up the steps there to the left, you will see a sign for Carrollton Inn. Um, you can use the facilities at the Carrollton Inn. So for those who are present today, um, please use the Carrollton Inn. And as we get updates about this building, we will definitely push that information out to you all as soon as possible. Um, also, um, starting tomorrow, um, the mayor of Baltimore City, Brandon Scott, has instituted um, mandatory face masks and face coverings. And so, um, starting tomorrow, um, until further notice, um, face masks will be required in um, inside, indoors as well as outdoors. And so um, please be mindful that um, next Sunday and until further notice, um, we will be enforcing uh, some type of face covering in order to come into the building for service. And as a result of the uh, sewage issue, uh, we have we had an event planned for this evening, and so we'll talk about the summer series. So the summer series was designed for growth communities and just the members to come together. And so today's summer session, which was scheduled today at 5 p.m., has been canceled. And so that notification will go out um, following the service. So apologies in advance, but with everything going on with the building, I think it's just in best interest to not have this session for today. But you can still download the app and sign up for the session that is scheduled for August the 25th, which is the last Wednesday of the month. So I encourage everyone to please take some time out on Wednesday evening, August 25th, and sign up for our last summer session of the season. Speaking of the app, we encourage everyone to go to the Apple Store or the Google Store to download the app. There's a lot of great information 
If you want to get connected to the church, you can find that information on the app as well. So all the information about the church, about the activities, functions, growth communities can be found in the app. In addition, if you have need of prayer, you can also go to the app and submit that request and someone will reach out to you as soon as possible. Moving on, um, our uh, next announcement will be about our summer reading. So, Pastor Ellis has encouraged everyone to read two books for this summer. The first book is What If Jesus Was Serious? And just a fun summer compilations, short read, lots of pictures, big text. So, it's like the best of the adult reading world for right now. And so, we encourage you, and it's also focusing on the Sermon on the Mount, which we have been encouraged to read in its entirety every day during in the summertime. And so, that would be Matthews 5, 6, and 7. So, again, you start with what Jesus is serious, reading through some Sermon on the Mount, and seeing what we can memorize. The second book is by Terrence Lester, and when we stand. And so we are encouraging everyone to please read those two books as well as work through your um, Sermon of the Mount reading. Finally, um, there's been a plea for grocery gift cards. And so our deacons are in charge of distributing grocery gift cards to those who are in need. And we have ran out, and we are asking for those who find in their heart to just be generous, that you will please consider giving grocery gift cards in your local grocery stores in the denomination of $25 and $50, um, and bring them to the church. Um, a deacon on duty will receive those cards and get, um, secure them. Um, if you have gift cards today, um, our deacon... Um, Julian, who is over here in the pink um, shirt, uh, will receive those today if you have some today. Again, please consider opening your heart and being extra generous and supporting that ministry and giving. And so those are our announcements for today. And again, if you have any questions, please download the app. And make sure that you have the notifications turned on so that you will see all updates from the church. Um, as such, we were talking about gift cards and giving, and we were going to start with our generosity. And the ministry has really been pushing giving, and we are really trying to support others in ministry. And so, your generosity, your help is always appreciate it. So, can you please, you see on the screen our generosity prayer, can you please read with us that prayer and just think about how you are going to give together. Father, there is nothing I have that you have not given me. All I have and belong to you. Brought with the blood of Jesus Christ to spend everything on myself and to give without sacrifice is the way of the world that you cannot abide. But generosity is the way of those who call Christ their Lord, 
who love him with free hearts and serve him with clean minds. Who would withstand the delusion of riches that chose the word, whose heart came in your kingdom and not in the systems of the world? I am determined to increase his generosity until it can be said that there is no need person among us. I am determined to be trustworthy with such a little thing as money that you can trust me with true riches. Above all, I am determined to be generous because you, Father, are generous. It is the delight of your daughters and sons to share your traits and to show them you are a rightful role in the world. Amen. And so we just encourage you to give, you can give online. Um, we have um, boxes to receive any monetary check donations, but please, we encourage you and we thank you for just your determination, your love for this ministry and what the ministry is doing. today's teaching with us today, and so let's open up our hearts and minds for the word today. Good morning, of the church. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Uh, as ever, uh, introduce me, I'm Rogelio from Brazil. Oh, that was great. And then uh, I'm part of this church three years now, over three years, and I'm one of the elders here. So we're going to continue this study uh, of the habits of the church, right? Um, We're going to find out today what else we should be doing to get even closer to God and have um, these tasteful fruits in our lives. So during this series, we heard about the importance of memorizing the scriptures, the importance of meeting together, hospitality, the importance of discipleship, and last week Paul taught us about the importance of prayer. So today won't be different. Like today we're gonna learn a little bit more from uh, about one of uh, another different things that we should be doing in our lives. So today we're going to talk about praise and worship. So why exactly praise and worship? Uh, when Pastor uh, Ellis asked me to talk about um, talk today, he asked me to talk about praise. But being honest with you, during my um, studies and this week and reading the Bible, like I, I, I can confess to you guys that uh, I find myself connecting both praise and worship. So what's the difference? Do you know what's the difference between praise and worship? I'm asking you that because for for all my life I've been like thinking and I had on my head that praise and worship was the same thing, just like different way to call that and go before God and present ourselves and praise and, and sing to Him. So, but it's not. I just found out that it's not. So, 
and I'm going to talk about this. Although everything that I mentioned, like uh, come to church and like praise and lift up our hands and sing to Him and uh, shout to Him, is part of praise. It's not all of this. It's not just the 15 minutes that we have here in the church or 30 minutes. In Brazil, our worship, our um, music uh, part of the, the service takes like one hour sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's a long and like period of people singing and shouting and lifting their hands and clapping. But it's not all, you know. So you've got to understand a little bit more the difference between praise and worship. Because if you understand this difference, you can bring a different depth in our relationship with God and the way how we honor our Lord. So let's start with praise. Let's dive deeper on what is praise. And I go, I'm going to give you some passages on the Bible. Because the, the Bible is full of passages that talk about praise. How we should praise God. We should praise God all the time. So, the first uh, passage I want to share with you is in Psalm uh, 148. That says, Angels and heavenly hosts are commanded to praise the Lord. Cohabitants of the world are instructed to praise the Lord. So, everything that was created by God should praise Him. In Psalm 18, verse 3, they say, I call to the Lord, who is worthy of praise, and, and I have been saved from my enemies. Psalm 103, 1 say, Praise the Lord, O my soul, O my inmost being, praise His holy name. So we see that Bible is full of commands. Go and praise the Lord. And there are, as I said, there are many, many ways to praise the Lord. We can sing to Him, we can shout to Him, we can dance to Him, we can lift out our hands to Him, we can praise Him with or without musical instruments. Like today, we didn't have a moment here where we were playing instruments and sing songs. But even though we can praise the Lord this morning, do you understand that? So there's a definition that I want to share with you that says, Praise is the joyful recounting of all God has done for us. It's a closely inter, intertwined, intertwined, intertwined with things given as we offer appreciation, appreciation for His mighty works. So praise is universal. We can use praise to praise our God. But, you know, praise is not just uh, uh, a, a thing that we should use to God. Sometimes we praise people too. I'm going to show you how. Because praise is just like we are uh, just thankful for something good that a person did for us. So we can praise our families, we can praise our friends. We can praise our boss. I can praise my son when he does something good. We can praise. So praise doesn't not, does not require anything from us. It's a very thankful knowledge of the righteous 
acts of another of another person or a God. Since God has done so many wonderful things for our lives, He's more than worth to be praised. So do you have reasons to praise God this morning? Do you have reason in your heart to praise God this morning? I have many reasons. And sometimes you don't realize, you take it for granted. Like, just the, because you are here today, breathing, alive, you're able to come here using your, leg, your legs, is a, is, is a thing to praise God. Just because you are alive through this pandemic, His word to be praised. Just because you have breakfast this morning, His word to be praised. Because there's people that didn't have opportunity to have breakfast this morning. You know what? You understand that? His praise, His word to be praised for every single thing in our lives. And sometimes you don't realize that. You know, sometimes we come to church, we have the opportunity to get together in this place, we have this building to, to be together and praise God, and sometimes we just like here, but our heart is far from here. Sometimes our heart is not here in this place, we don't want to praise Him, we just, oh, okay, oh, I have to, I have to stand up now, oh, I have to sit down now, oh, I'm going to read now the Bible, oh, I have to, oh, you know, that guy is like out of tune. Oh, the singer is not is not is not in the right key. Oh, we don't have like the the LED projectors here, the, the big screen. We don't have lights. You know, uh, I, I don't feel like I I, I, will, I can praise today. So our praise is not related to these things. You can praise God whatever you are, and you have to praise Him. I'm going to tell you something uh, about my father. Okay, today in Brazil is Father's Day, so I think it's a good moment to talk about him. And I'm happy he's not listening to what I'm going to talk about him. <laughs> he doesn't say, he understand English, so so I don't think he's going to understand if you watch this, the video. But my dad it was uh, abandoned like with his mother, with my uh, grandmother, when he was very little, he didn't have this all this relationship, and sometimes he doesn't know how to express himself, you know. And sometimes when his birthday or like Father, Christmas or Father's Day, Father and I used to buy like some nice present to him, and come to him, and say, Daddy, this is for you, and open the package. Oh, thank you. It's nice. So his reaction doesn't show that we, we don't know if he's he liked the present or not. You know, his reaction is like plain, no emotion at all. And that's how he is. You know, he didn't learn how to express himself. He doesn't he didn't learn how to say thank you like in a different way. On the other side, my father-in-law is very emotional. Right, he, he, he's just like it's a, it's a easy to know when he likes something or not. So when he, we give him a gift or a present, if we give him like a flip flop, he's gonna say, "Wow, this is the best flip flop ever! Wow, I'm gonna be wearing this flip flop all the time." He, he's gonna pass weeks talking about the flip flop. That's true. This is how he is. 
He knows how to express himself. He's very, he has a, 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 a grateful heart. You know, he looked at, I'm not saying that my father doesn't have, but he doesn't know how to express. But my father-in-law is just extreme, you know? So, wow, that's the best one ever. So, now, uh, I was thinking when I was doing this comparison, I was thinking, hmm, I, I was thinking about God, you know? And how many good things God did for our lives? How many things God's given to us every day, every single day? How is our re reaction toward these things? Are we playing? That's fine. Just one more thing that you know. Oh yeah. Thank you, God. Thank you because I'm alive today. Thank you for because my kids are here. Thank you, Lord. Because even though I cannot see my parents, I know that you are uh, protecting them like in, in Brazil. The, the Brazil is not in a, in a good shape now because of the pandemic, but I know that you're protecting them. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because Pastor Ellis is having a, a nice time uh, resting with his family. Thank you for, for this church. For, thank you for my brothers and sisters. You know, there's so many things to thank for. To be thankful for. So, what reaction do you prefer when you give a present to someone? What reaction do you prefer? I think you, at least on my side, when I give a present to someone, I expect the person open the present. I say, "Wow, it's great! I like it! I love it! Thank you so much!" Some attitude, you know, some some expression of gratitude. But sometimes you're not like that with God, right? How many of us like wake up this morning thinking, Wow, thank you God, because I'm alive. Thank you God, because I'm here. Or when Andrea said, Oh, we won't have like band to this. Oh, you know, I don't think it's going to be the same time. Oh, same thing. I don't think it's going to be like so joyful. But the joy is inside of our hearts. It's not connected with instruments. It's not connected with singing. This is all expression of gratitude. But our heart doesn't have to be connected with things. God is worthy of everything. Every single praise. God gave His only Son to die on the cross for me and for you. God broke the chains, took us from the prison, and gave us freedom. He took a heavy burden of sorrows and guilty of our sins upon himself. He gave the breath of life this morning. He made us coherent with Jesus Christ in his kingdom. How many beautiful things God has done for our lives. Luke 19 37 to 4 says, When he came, listen to this, when he came near to the place where the world goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory to the highest. 
Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Jesus, teacher, rebuke your disciples. And Jesus said to them, Jesus told, uh, I tell, told them, I tell you, he replied, if, I, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. The stones will cry out. Cry out. I love a song that uh, King, uh, she was from this culture, King, forgot her name. This, she got a song that says like, I will let the stones cry out. I will let the stones cry out because I want be on the scale. I want to praise the Lord. I want to shout to Him. I want to thank Him for everything that He's done, has done in my life. So, praise. Just to, to, to finish this part of praise. Praise is just a definition. It's just like our attitude of worshiping Him. Because of what he's done in our lives. But what about worship? We learn that worship, oh, that praise, is our expression of what he's done. But what about worship? What is the difference? Worship comes from a different place within our spirits. The difference uh, from praise and worship? No. The difference from praise Worship is reserved only to God. You know? We cannot worship anything else. We cannot worship another person. We cannot worship another God. We cannot worship the sun, the moon. Worship is reserved just to God. And God alone. There's another funny story about my dad. You know? I think back in 2000, I think 9, I remember there was like the year that Michael Jackson had died, and I, I don't think I don't know if it was the same week or the, if week after, I want to have lunch with my dad. And uh, as soon as I entered his living room, I said, "Oh, I'm gonna show you something." And he took me his, to his living room and showed at uh, this uh, Michael Jackson concert on his, um, his screen. He said, "Look." I just bought the Michael Jackson DVD. Look at this concert. So, I never know that my dad was like Michael Jackson's fan. I never saw him like trying to do the, the moonwalker, you know? <laughs> or something like that. I don't think he was a fan, a Michael Jackson fan. Although I think he was like amazing. But, he said, oh yeah, sit here, let's watch it. And he started to watch the, the concert. And it wasn't uh, sometimes the, the camera was like moving towards the, the, the crowd, right? Showing the crowd. And I could see people like when they zoom in to the people's face, people were crying, people were tearing, uh, tearing uh, away or ripping away their hairs, you know? They are crying, they are bowing, they were just like. People are being like passed away, like to the guards, because they they fame. It was crazy, and I start to think when I start and uh, write this, uh, this this scene come to my head, you know, came to my mind. I just realized they were worshiping that man. They were worshiping every single words, every single 
é, movement, every single uh, comment that Michael was making, the people was just like cheering, uh, like saying loud, yes, this is it. So, was was really shocking when I realized that people were worshiping him. But, you know, we can, we, sometimes we find people, sometimes we find actors or singers or in our cars, our house, and we start to worship these things. We are not different. So I want to give you some statements about worship. Worship should be reserved only to God. Worship is the art of losing self in adoration to God. Worship goes beyond praise. Although praise can be part of worship. Do you understand that? Praise can be easy, but worship is not. Worship is something deeper. So what Jesus says about worship? In John 4, 20-24, I'm reading with you. And I'm going to give you some background what was happening here. He was coming down from Judea to Galilee. He decided to go to Samaria. And then his disciples said, Okay, Jesus, stay here. We're going to the town. We're going to buy some food. And Jesus stopped by the well. Instead of this woman... The Samaritan woman came towards him, and they, they started this conversation. In, in the middle of this conversation, the subject worship came up, and the woman, Samaritan woman, said to him, "Jesus, oh Master, oh Rabbi, our ancestors worshiped on his, on on this mountain, by you Jews." Claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. She wants to know where we should worship God. This was her question, right? Because my family, my ancestors saying that we should worship on the mountain. Are you Jews saying that we should worship in the temple that uh, they built? So what is the right place? And we have the same question. We have people saying, oh, let's worship in church A. That there is the right place to be worshiping God. Or there are other people that say, no, no, no. The right place to worship God is the, at church B. Let's go to church B to worship God. Is it the Baptist church, the right one? Is it the Assembly of God or a Methodist church or Catholic church or the Gary church, the right place to be worshiping God? What do you think? Where's the right place? And Jesus continues talking to the woman, saying, Jesus replied, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Your Samaritans worship what you don't know we worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. Jesus is saying here, look, I'm here, salvation 
is come from the Jews. I'm here, I'm the savior. You know, in the past, there's a temple, and there's a, this veil separating like man and God. But when Jesus died on the cross, what happened with the veil? Was torn apart? Now we have uh, this direct, uh, direct relationship. There's no barriers anymore between us and God. The answer is this. We don't need temples built by human hands anymore. We don't need it. We don't need this just a building. But in 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? What does it mean that the Holy Spirit now lives in, inside of us? Right? We are the temple of the Holy Spirit now. So where we should worship? Where? In us, right? In our hearts, in our minds. So it means that our worship can be limited to the building. If you I, I like this quote, I was reading this book, and this this pastor gave this quote I want to share with you. If you limit if you limit your worship to where you are, the minute you leave that place, you leave your attitude of worship. Oh uh, sorry. Leave your attitude of worship behind. This is true. If you believe that just all this place we can worship God, and only we leave this, this door, go downstairs, okay, I don't need to worship God anymore. It's not true, because worship, like, is, is a continuation, right? It's, worship is a, is a lifestyle. It's not just like a, a something that is occasional. It's not an occasional activity, that we come to the church on Sundays and worship God and leave this place and finish. It's not. It's a lifestyle. But now that we know where to worship, the next question is, how we worship. It's different, right? Now we know that we can worship inside of us. We are the temple. We can worship all the time. Whenever, whenever. But how to worship? And Jesus continues talking to this woman and saying, Yet a time is coming, and has now come, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worship that Father seeks. God is a spirit, and his worshipers must worship him in the spirit and in truth. In the spirit and in truth. And now I want to break down this, these two things. Because sometimes we think, oh, we have to worship in spirit. But what is worship in spirit? It's, like, it's an out-of-body experience that I'm going to leave my body now, I'm going to have this worship experience, or like it's a, it's a trance that we have to go to this trance and just worship Him, or it's just like a deep meditation, we have to cross our legs up and just be in a lake and just like see like all this beauty and this relax in our mind will be like be connected to God. It's not. So if it's not, 
What's worship? How, how do you worship in spirit? Because when you, when you talk about worship in spirit, it seems to be something too far, right? Something that, something that we cannot do. We cannot never like really do it. So in spirit, there's three points that I want to share with you. In spirit means someone who has a spiritual life. So you have to have a spiritual life to worship God in the spirit. And how we get this spiritual life? First, we have to born again. When Nicodemus came to Jesus said, Master, how can I born again? How can I be have a new life? And just said, What's from the the, the flesh is flesh. What comes from the spirit is the spirit. I have to born again. So, in the moment that we accept this, and we come to Jesus and say, Jesus, God, I accept you. I want to have a new life. I want to have a new spirit. Reconnect my life. Reconnect my spirit to your spirit, Holy Spirit of God. He's going to do that. It's not something that we should do by ourselves. We have to help as help from the heaven. Yeah, because worship happens in the spiritual realms. It's a spiritual activity empowered by God with the Holy Spirit working within us. So basically, if you don't have a spiritual life, if you are spiritual dead, you cannot worship God in spirit. Right? So we are not worshiping at all. If you are dead spiritually, you cannot worship. You're not worshiping. If some of your spirit is put out, you have to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to light it up again, so you'll be able to worship rightly. The second point here is worship in spirit means since God is spirit, He's not anyone place. He's, as we said, like He's not in a temple, in a particular mountain, nor in a particular church. He's a spirit. And we can worship Him wherever, whenever. We talked about this before. And the third point here, in spirit means worship Him without hope being. Everything in you must be engaged, heart and mind. Romans 12, 1 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to view your God's mercy. Now, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. It's not just standing and singing. It's not just standing here and reading the word, preaching the sermon. It's not just obeying the ordinance. It's put entire our entire being to Him. It's hundred percent of life. Before him. And nothing can be in our minds. If it means like we have to worship him with heart and mind, nothing can be coming to our mind, can interrupt our minds, that could, could grab our attention. Only God. It is hard sometimes. I confess to you guys, sometimes I'm, I'm here and my head is old. I have to pay this thing. Oh, I saw that car the other day in the house, a good car. Oh, what are I going to cook for 
for lunch. Then the, the, the question that everybody is having now at home, like, right? On this pandemic, I, 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 I keep saying to Paula, since then we never grew, because every day we ask the same thing, what are going to eat today? So sometimes these things come to our minds and just take the focus of our worship. So you're not worshiping with our heart and our mind, because our mind is away from God. Look what Jesus says in Matthews 15, 8. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. In vain, right? So they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. The question is, do we worship in spirit? Do you worship in spirit? Do I worship in spirit? Sometimes. Yeah, I confess it's not, it's not easy. It's hard. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. So, what in truth means? What in truth means? We finish in spirit, right? But what in truth means? In truth means with truth heart. It's sincere. It, it, you mean it. You desire to worship God with all your heart. It's not just stand here and start singing and say, oh, okay. Oh, I have to sing now. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Your heart's not here. We don't want you to do that. You just like stood up and singing because oh, everybody's doing it, so let, let me do it because otherwise people are going to be watching me, look at me, or this guy is not spiritual as, as I am, you know? So I have to stand up here and just start singing. What's that? Oh, I just want to stand up, I don't want to sing. So we are not worshiping our hearts. It's not sincere. Must be genuine, authentic, it's real. Should be real in our lives. Second thing, in truth means according to the word of God. Do you believe in the word of God? Do you believe that everything that is in the Bible is the truth? There's some people saying, like, oh, do you believe in it? Do you believe that Jonah was like sold by a like big fish? Do you believe that uh, Moses opened the, the, the Red Sea? No, it was like in a, in a low tide, I would say that, when the, the sea was... Do you believe in it? I said, look, I believe. Because if I believe in a half truth, if I believe in the Bible is half truth and half lie, what's the point of this Bible? What's the point of the Bible? So I believe. I believe in the word of God. I believe when God is saying that He is all powerful, He knows everything, He knows every single heart, I believe in it. So I believe in His word, His words. And I will obey His words. Lastly, in true means worshiping. 
You have to worship in Christ. Who is the truth? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to my Father except through me. So he is the truth. So if you go to worship God, you have to put like Jesus in front of you. Say, Jesus, just take my worship to God. I can't do anything without you, Jesus. I just want you to, to guide my words, guide my heart, my mind. Just take capture my mind, my heart now in this moment, Lord, because I want to worship you. I want to take all my being, give to you, Lord. We cannot worship him in spirit and truth if not through Jesus. Jesus is the key for everything. Do you worship in truth? Do you believe in his word? Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe every single word? We come here with a, a truthful heart before him. Once more, I confess that sometimes not. Sometimes I hear, oh, I'm so tired. Should be in bed today. I didn't want to be here. I just, you know, yeah, I just want to go because there's nothing else to do on Sunday morning. So, my heart's more here. Something that we have to put before God and, and have this deep conversation. Just like say, be honest with him, say, Jesus, sometimes. Sometimes I don't want to praise. Sometimes I don't want to worship. Help me, Jesus, because I'm weak, but I know that you are strong and you live in me. I'm the same of the Holy Spirit now. So give me your strength. Because if you if you start trust on my strength, I'm gonna fail. So give me your strength, Lord. You know, uh, there is a singer or a composer that I, I, I like a lot. His name is Rick Pino. I don't know how many of you know him. And, and he's, he gave this phrase like on his Instagram. And I want to quote him because he's always talking about worship and praise. And he said, like, worship isn't a suggestion based on your feelings. Worship is a command based on how good God is. That's, that's true. You don't have to feel, oh, I'm not feeling today. No, no, it's a command. You have to worship Him. So we have to fight to have our hearts ready to worship Him. With our full being, whole being. We must be willing to help ourselves before God, surrendering all parts of our lives to His control. This way we're going to be able to praise Him and worship Him in the Spirit and truth. So I just want to let these two things in your mind. Praise for what He's done for us and worship for what He is for us. Did you get that? So I want to ask... Uh, Andrew, to come here. You're going to pray. I want to pray with you. I just want to ask you to stand up. If you want, just stand up with me. We're going to pray together.
I just wanted to ask you to, to be sincere this morning to God and just your heart. It's not something that we have to be ashamed of, but just have to be honest with Him, right? We have to take our our masks. Not these masks. Keep your mask on. But have to take our masks. You know, our spiritual masks and just be honest with Him. And you can talk to Him. He's here. It's your opportunity to praise Him this morning. Open your heart and just start thanking Him. You know, because the fastest way to worship is through praise. If we start to praise Him, it will be how easy is to go in His presence, worshiping Him. So this morning, I just want to start thanking Him. Just like saying, God, you are... You are so wonderful, Lord. Well, Jesus, I just want to thank you for these brothers and sisters that are here this morning. I just want to thank you, Lord, because although we are, we are, we are weak, we are, you are strong, Lord. just want to thank you, Lord, for, for our families, Lord. Every single family that are represented this morning here in this church, Lord. People that are watching, Lord, on the on YouTube, Lord, and on social media, Lord, just want to bless them. I don't ask you, Lord, to, to, to cover our lives, Lord, with your presence this morning, Lord. Lord, I want to thank you, Lord, for every single thing that you have done in our lives, Lord. Things that sometimes we take for granted, Lord. Just want to thank you, Lord. What we open to you, Lord, and say that sometimes we don't feel as we are praising, we are worshiping, but it doesn't matter, Lord. I just want to open my heart before you this morning, Lord. I want to be sincere. I want to be true, Lord. I want to mean it, Lord. I want to be here like because I want to worship because there's no other God, Lord. There's no other God before you, Lord. You are holy. You are holy, Lord. You are my Lord. Lord, when we start praising you, when we start worshiping you, Lord, we start joining the angels that are surrounding your throne, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Everyone to join them, Lord, in praise and worship this morning, Lord. Just bless every single heart here, Lord. The people be free to worship you, Lord. People be free, Lord, to, to raise their hands to you, Lord, to bow before you, Lord. Only you, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. I worship you, Lord. With my voice, I want to worship you, Lord. Oh, my soul, rejoice, enjoy my King. And all you hear, let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ears, Lord. Oh, Jesus, thank you so much, Lord. Listen to our voice this morning, Lord. Listen to our voice. Your word says that you, you stand up from your throne, Lord, and claim your, your ears, Lord, to listen to our cries, Lord, to our voices, Lord. We are here just to, to humble ourselves, say that we are not without your presence, Lord. Just... Light up, Lord, your Holy Spirit inside of us, Lord. The Spirit inside of us, because we want to reconnect 
I'll speak to your Holy Spirit, Lord. We have, want to have this spiritual life, Lord. We want to have this spiritual experience to you, Lord, with you, Lord. We don't want to leave this place the same way we, we enter here this morning, but I want to leave this place different, Lord, transformed by your Holy Spirit, Lord. Knowing that you are here with us, you are here with us this morning, Lord. You can feel your presence. You can feel your presence, Lord. Just bless our lives, Lord. Lord, keep, Lord, the treasure of your words, Lord, in our hearts, Lord. In our minds, be connected to you, Lord. Our hearts be connected to you, Lord. We want to listen to your voice. We want to put in practice your, your words, Lord. Just come, Lord Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Blow, blow, blow the wind, Lord, in our hearts, Lord. The breath of the Holy Spirit. The touch of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that may change. Help us, Lord, to understand understand the difference between praise and worship and put it in practice, Lord. Every time that it comes to your prayers, it won't be a, a different experience, Lord. May we never forget these words, Lord. May we never forget that we have to be like totally false to you, Lord. On you, Lord. I just thank you, Lord, for this morning, for this opportunity to, to share these words with my brothers and sisters, Lord. This word in their hearts, Lord. Just so thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I love you, Lord. Can you sing with me this song? That's why I invite my wife because her voice is better than mine. She doesn't. She doesn't know that. It was just a surprise, right? Sorry. I should be talking to you before, right? So, this is how it is, right? Sing with me, please. I love you, Lord, and I give my to the God who gave his own son for our lives. 
And I don't know how many of you have children, but to think of giving away one of my kids for for the life of somebody else is like really, really tough. And imagining God now doing that for you and for me, who are just sinners. And I'm so glad that he did that for us, so I don't have to do it. But now that we don't have uh, our communion cups, let's open. And remember that this is his body, which was broken for you. Let's see that. Thank you. 